Welcome to episode 113 of Drew's Sports Crew here on this Sunday night. Myself, Drew Skyberg, bringing you yet again another episode, right? Discussing Wisconsin sports. Right? And this week we have, we have two key topics today, right? As you see in the title, Mike Budenholzer will lead us off here. He'll get us started. And then the last thing we'll be discussing is Brewers updates, right? Both. You know, with Boone Rolls, right, we got to talk about what's going on, why the firing, what's next for the Milwaukee Bucks. That's kind of what I want to focus on, the what's next, more importantly, right? Who are some candidates we could see potentially coaching the Milwaukee Bucks next season? I'm going to try to answer that question. And then we will go right away to the Milwaukee Brewers. We'll talk about how this ugly road trip went on the West Coast. Right, It was ugly, not good, terrible. You know, you could say a lot of things to describe it, uh, but we'll, we'll touch on that. We'll look instead. I'd rather look forward to on that. Look at what's going on this upcoming week. I will be at the game tomorrow, May 8th, the night. I'll be in the Johnsonville party deck. So for those who don't know, I will, I will be working at Johnsonville this summer as well. So it'll be a fun experience, right? I'll be in the finance accounting team, but uh, also... Right, I get. I'll be enjoying some Johnsonville brats tomorrow night in the party deck. So I'm looking forward to that opportunity. All right, let's let's get going here. Um, I'll, I'll go or I'll touch on the announcements here near the end. Well, let's touch on them now. Actually, better better to get them done here, and then we'll then we'll go into what's going on with the Milwaukee Bucks. Um, okay, so. Looking at recording wise this week, you're you're listening right now, episode one thirteen. Again, this is being recorded tonight, Sunday night. Then we go tomorrow. We got nothing on Monday, of course. Um, but we go Tuesday. Right? We've been recording these on Sunday day or Monday, is what I'm saying. Tuesday night, four fifteen. The usual journey to a million time. Myself, Drew Skyberg, joined alongside Zach Rouse, Jared Valeski. We'll be there talking football, playing games, having a good time. Feel free to join us. Always great to have guests. So that'll be Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. There will be um, no episode. But Friday, I got you covered with some MLB DFS, right? We're going to, I'm sticking to that three episode schedule um, this week. And then just keep in mind, uh, won't be next week, but the week after. I'll have some college athlete spotlight stuff coming out. Have I'm going to have a club volleyball athlete on um, talking that and I'll have some episodes, right? I'll talk more scheduling next week in the week following week when we get there. Just want to keep you all posted um, on that recording wise. And then also with the, the WIA, like EWC, right? High school sports, Eastern Wisconsin conference uh, regarding the spring sports. We're moving into playoffs shortly here in a few weeks. When I say in the following week, I'll keep you posted on the schedule. Uh, Monday episode is going to feature a lot of right what's going on there, uh, whether it's the girls' soccer, softball, baseball, track, or golf. Don't worry. I got you covered playoff-wise. I'm going to keep everyone posted what's going on um, in the playoffs, end of regular season, conference accolades, all that good stuff. Keep you posted on that. Okay, that's enough announcements. Right, The three episodes this week, and then moving forward, I'll keep you posted next week. I got you covered. Let's go. To the Milwaukee Bucks. All right. Boonholzer two. Was it a surprise? So a few days ago, right? The news, Mike Boonholzer getting fired. 
right? Game parting ways. He had two years left on his contract, 60, worth $16 million. Uh, the question is, you know, why the firing? Uh, you know, and, and right after a 58-win season, why, why, why was he fired, right? And I think the answer that I'd have and that many would also have is, it was. It felt, you know, that Boonholzer was one of the best uh, before game planners in the NBA, right? I mean, the way he was able to plan, right, strategize before games. I think that was something, right? Many looked looked at Boonholzer and said he was one of the best, maybe in all, right, in all basketball. And I would have to agree. I think what what Boonholzer was able to do by a game by game basis for prep. I mean that's how you get wins in the NBA, like consistent like that, you know, those consistent 50 plus win seasons that doesn't happen. Just, you know, coming into games and just hoping for some wins with a great team. I mean, there, there's a lot of that goes behind that. Right. And Boonholzer being one of the best in all the business had has to have been recognized, but what we've seen in these playoff series in the Miami heat of, you know, we think the last few years, I think 2020 I think bubble, right. They were able to really felt like exploit the bucks. And, you know, part of it, it felt Boonholzer lack of in-game adjustments was, is something you'll hear for many on why he was fired, right? Um, not, not moving, um, you know, just not, not making adjustments, um, not changing, right? Whether it's the off the strategy off defensively allowing all those threes, right? We've seen, um, that be an issue for the Bucks. I just more thinking more of the heat series, right? Not being able to defend the three or giving up that many threes, um, not ideal or right. I mean, Bucks not calling timeouts, right? I mean, timeouts in the end of games where, um, right? I mean, really in game five, that, that, that might've been the nail in the coffin, right? If Bucks win this series, um, and maybe have a next round exit or is he fired? I don't know. I think a big, big reason why was right coming down to what we saw in that last game for Mike Boonehoser, lack of time, like not calling those timeouts. Um, this whole series, Giannis not, not guarding Jimmy Butler um, really at all, like per, like in matchups, right? L- limited matchups on Butler. Disappointing, right? It would be a word I would, I would describe how you feel as a Bucks fan when, you know, you you let a guy right. We talked about this last week, the week prior. Letting just one guy beat you, especially in a playoff game, is just so demoralizing for a team, and really frustrating for the fans, right? But again, the numbers, like the defensive rating numbers, were there for the Bucks. You know, when the offensive rating, like they they put together in the regular season, great numbers, but come to playoffs, now it's like okay. You know, the, the, the ended up cooling off a little bit. That's where unfortunate situation, but Boonholzer has to go after, right? The playoff meltdown, right? After, after playoff meltdown like this, again, I, I believe it was the fourth um, worst upset, you know, if, um, in a first round playoff series or in, in the whole NBA playoffs ever, maybe since the 90s, something. It, it was, it's been, the point is, it's been one of the worst, but. What we also need to recognize too is right. How, how do you move forward with the Bucks, right? And this was the move that they felt was necessary. John Horst, um, thinking this is necessary and move right. I think I think it's the right move, right? Good change of scenery for both both teams. I'm worried more about 
kind of who they bring in next, as I talked about it, but how it also impacts the player personnel, right? Uh, a guy like Brooke Lopez, I don't know how many systems he fits in at this point in his career, as well as he did fit in Mike Budaholzer's system. Think about what he was able to do defensively and what his system allowed, right? I mean, allowing all those threes is a part of is a part of the Mike Budenholzer defense, right? And really leaves a part for Brooke Lopez to allow him to protect the paint, right? Allows him for a lot of shot contests and blocks. But now, you know, if, if we look, right, I, a guy who Bucks have potentially been related, linked to, Mike D'Antoni, uh, he doesn't fit. I don't think Brooke Lopez fits that system, right? I mean, you're talking running gun offense, um, getting up threes like no tomorrow. Think about those Houston, that Houston team a few years ago. Uh, we're not going to see that. I don't think, I don't think D'Antoni's the guy in Milwaukee, but it brings question, you know, what guy they're going to bring in. And like the first guy who came to my mind was Nick nurse, right? Nick nurse just got let go from the Toronto Raptors. He knows the Milwaukee bucks in a way, um, right? They missed Toronto underachieving last few years. So it felt, you know, he was going to get fired. Nurse likes to get on referees a lot. We know him as, um, we also know him as a guy who, which I don't at this point, you know, I don't know what the Bucks would think of this, but Nurse plays his starters a lot. Like we're talking even regular season games, like forty plus minutes. Like he he plays his players a lot. Not like in terms of the load management that we saw from Coach Bud. And sure, there could be some influence from the front office on that. But you know, Nick Nurse is a guy who personally might be on the top of my list right now to get as the next coach of the Milwaukee Bucks. I would not want Frank Vogel. I think Frank Vogel, um, nothing against him, but right. I mean, he has the championship with the Lakers in the bubble. Well-respected coach in the industry. It just, you know, looking at what happened at the end of there with the Lakers. No, it's, it's a no for me. Um, but then right. D'Antoni, um, I want to bring up Becky Hammond. Becky Hammond was one who was actually interviewed for the job um, before Coach Bud got it five years ago, right? And now she's she's with the Las Vegas Aces. She's been linked to some NBA teams, and it, it, it'd be in, intriguing to see if Becky Hammond gets the spot. Uh, she was in the interviews last time. I wouldn't be surprised if she got the spot. So I'd keep her in mind. I don't think D'Antoni still gets it. I, I think at his eight, was he 72, 73? Monitoring that. Uh, we have to talk about also with the Milwaukee Bucks, right? Charles Lee is a guy who's a finalist for the job in Detroit. And when I say that, it's, you know, if he gets that job in Detroit, he could. I mean, he certainly could. Um, but if he doesn't, right, that could lead to some sort of internal, right, promotion and just handle it the handle the search internally do i think that's gonna happen i it could um charles lee's on the top of my list too i mean i think for me it's like nurse nurse number one charles lee number two um who else right i, I think becky hammond is probably three um but those are the main three i'd be looking at right um, and the other thing is that I want to also monitor from Milwaukee is these the right think about the teams that are left right now. Right, there are there are eight, eight teams left right now. 
Um, if if you know if Denver blows a three one lead, or not a three one lead, they're not up three one. But my point is, if Denver blows a lead in this series, right? You think Mike Malone's safe? You do. But just monitoring what like a situation like that, Darvin Ham's for sure safe. I feel after a season, it's helped so far. They've been in the playoffs. Um, but I, you just got to monitor, you know, like Monty Williams, is he safe after this? Who knows, right? But I think, that, I think that those three right now are the guys I'm looking at or the people I'm looking at, right? It's it's going to be nurse number one, then Charles Lee, potentially at two, and then Becky Hammond at three. I do think Nurse honestly might be the best fit with how right we've we've seen him coach those teams in Toronto. But that that's kind of where I'm at with with Milwaukee. Um, we'll be monitoring this more, right? Those three, and then I'm waiting, of course, to see if one of those eight coaches, maybe two, if any of them lose their jobs, right? That could be in, instant for Milwaukee. Obviously, Giannis, right? I mean, the the, the guys are gonna have players are gonna have a say on this. As well, I feel so. We're we're gonna monitor that, and I'm just questioning, or I'm hoping they make a choice on the coach who will still allow players like Brooke Lopez, for example, to thrive in a system. Obviously, this Giannis is gonna thrive in a system because, right? I mean, the system better be built around Giannis if they're building a system. It's just a matter of if those those key role guys who we've seen in years past, if they're gonna still flourish in spots that they've flourished under a Mike Boonholzer system, is what. What I think is a key to monitor, but we'll keep posted. We'll keep it posted. We're waiting on the offseason now. And my, again, my NBA power rankings are still coming out. I promise you that at True Sports Crew, I'll have the next set out on Tuesday with the playoffs. So check those out. Let's go to the world of baseball. The Milwaukee Brewers. What do they do this week? They disappointed us. Sorry, that that's what happened. You know, I don't want to sugar-coated anymore, but they, they disappointed us this past week. What we saw was, right, a West Coast trip where you're feeling good. I was feeling – I said three and three. I wasn't feeling great. I was feeling like, okay, this is a tough West Coast trip. Brewers don't really play well in San Francisco, don't really play well in Coors. Um, three and three was my prediction. They go one and five. They win, thankfully, Sunday. But I mean, it, it was the offense. You score a total of, listen to this, nine runs in three games at course. That's not enough, right? Although they scored six in the last one, they gave up nine. My point is, you know, two runs Tuesday, one run Wednesday, six runs Thursday. That was the game. The bullpen, the bullpen blew it, right? I feel for Peter Strzelecki. He's been all reliable this year. It felt like an outie, not really just, you know, is an ERA corrector is what I call it, where you start great and then there's that one outie for reliever, one inning, six runs, corrects the ERA right away, goes you know to like two or three. If it was like point something, point five, whatever. Anyways, unfortunate in that series. I don't even know if I want to talk about that series because right, Freddie Peralta pitches great Tuesday. I gotta talk about it. Um, he pitches well in courses, he always does. Then. Eric Lauer starts Wednesday, who is one of the worst ERAs out of all qualified starting pitchers at Coors Field in its history. He doesn't do well in Coors. Shocker. And then Thursday, 
right? Was that was where bullpen blows it game? We did have some home runs. Yelch and Telez go deep. Love to see that. Friday game, they lose six to four. Um, and that one, there's like a rain delay going on. That game was just right in, in the West Coast series. Rain delay, game starts late. Burns pitches. Shocker, Bruce can't hit the lefty. Yeah. Uh, Sean Manaya pitches. He gets the win. I mean, they get they get a couple runs at him early, but it was like, okay. Brewers go up home runs. And then there's just some tough stuff going on. Brewers have an air in this one, too. Not a great Friday game. Saturday was was something, too, right? Just one to four. Nothing going our way again. Uh, they had a comeback going in the ninth, right? Yelich hits a. It's a ball off Camilo Duvall. Um, almost gets to it. But a Tyro Strada home run was a two-run home run. Tough. And Tyson Miller, who's now option, gives up that home run to make it 4-1. Um, and he was option for the guy today who we'll talk about. We'll talk about the win today. I think it's a better better way to talk about it. Adrian Hauser comes up. was like, oh, no, Hauser's, Hauser's, you know, not that it's bad Hauser's back, but I was like, oh, no. Right. Um, the depth, we're, we're getting low on the depth chart um, for pitching. Um, Hauser ended up, his return looked good, but it, the, the oh no that I had really just comes from in, the, in this one. Brewers haven't had consistent starter, starters, right? I'm glad Hauser's back. I'm glad he pitched well. I was worried about how he doing his return, but they get the strip lane, um, the home runs, right? William Contreras hits one. Love to see that. William Adamas hits one. Also love to see that. So Adamas is the 100th home run. Also, I should add. But Brewers win this one on Sunday. And it was a good game for Milwaukee to win. A needed win for Milwaukee, I should say. But then we go. We have... We have... I guess going through standings. Let's let's talk standings, and then I'll talk about next week what's going on. So right now in the NL Central, we are seeing Pittsburgh's on a seven-game losing streak. Right, I'm going to tell you something crazy. Milwaukee is half game back of first, but yet they have won one of their last seven games. You love to see it. Um. Right, that means so it goes Pittsburgh 2015, 20 and 15, Milwaukee 19 and 15, Chicago 17 and 17, Cincinnati 14 and 20, St. Louis 11 and 24. So St. Louis finally gets a win. Like, I'm right when we say finally, it's been a long time. They're on a what, how many games did they lose in a row? A lot is all we needed to say. They are do right 11 24. They're nine games back of first, they're eight and a half back of the Brewer crew. Love to see that. Now, the Brewers, it's the run differentials plus 17. Um, not great. Cubs' rough run differentials actually, actually plus 46. Uh, if you look at the with that, their expected win loss is 22 and 12. But again, who cares about expected run differential? Um, or win loss implied by run differential doesn't matter. Anyways, for Milwaukee, we're, we're in a good spot, right? The Brewers are in a 
in a spot that allow them right with the schedule. I mean, they've had a fairly tough schedule. If you think about the opponents they've had, they haven't had like the gimmies yet. And when I say gimmies, I'll go to the schedule and I'll explain what the gimmies are. There's some gimmies coming this week and, you know, in Coors, the, the Rockies and Coors field should have been a gimme, but you know, Rockies are a better home team than on the road. Sorry, you get the Royals for three uh, later this week. You get Cardinals for three the week after. This whole month, you really don't get the gimmies. It's it's it comes in June. <laughs> June, you get the Reds. It's you get like Reds, Athletics, Pirates. You know teams who you should be able to beat. But really, in the this month, it's tough. You go from Rays to, to Astros later in the in May. You have the Giants for four. Always a frustrating team to play, it feels. You got Houston for three all year, and then you go to Toronto. Not ideal, but let's talk about this week. The Dodgers and Brewers square off three-game series, and it's 6.40 on Monday, 6.40 on Tuesday, 12.40 on Wednesday. Then on Friday, okay, off day Thursday. Friday, we go to Apple TV. We're on Apple TV+. Plus. Yes, I know. Um, a lot of people might boo that, but uh, it, it's an okay broadcast. Honestly, the I think the layout's the best part of it. I think I'm 100% right on this too. Layout's right. It's good. I do think an issue with what we see is the comment, the commentators not knowing the teams, right? I know they're national broadcasters. I understand that, but the amount of times for at least the Brewers, right? Smaller market team, you'll have names mispronounced. You'll have players' backstories falsely labeled, falsely made, right? And just some things. It's like, no, this guy was not acquired by this team. He was acquired in this trade. There's something with Luis Arias a few years back, Eric Lauer as well, and just in that trade. Um, so monitoring that is going to be something we're going to want to want to see how the broadcast is. Hopefully it's better than last year. But honestly, presentation's not bad. It's just execution by the broadcast team. I'll be at the game Monday. I might be at the game Friday. Might be at it. Then I actually get to avoid watching the broadcast. I'll have to ask you all how it how it was. So I'm gonna monitor that. That's 710. 6-10 on Saturday. It's Star Wars night. You get a special package. You get a Bob Euchre Skywalker bobblehead. Honestly, pretty cool. Um probably one, you know, it's okay. I'm not, not a Star Wars guy, so it won't be getting it for myself, but at the Mother's Day promotion, it was a. I thought it was like a. It was it was something this year. I don't remember what it was though. Let me pull it up right now. It it is a wristlet. I thought it was a wristlet. So, yeah, first ten thousand fans. So keep that in mind if you're going out the game on Sunday. And also, of course, they have the Sunday Fun Day bundle. Might want to just do that. I was I was telling people just do it if you want to go. Doesn't have to be just you and three friends, right? Four terrace outfield tickets. Four junior hot dogs, four junior sodas, one general parking pass. Parking pass at the at the stadium itself is fifteen dollars, right? Or is it on Saturdays? General might be twenty. It's right there, twenty dollars tickets. If you think ten dollars each, it's, just do the math right there. Excellent value. It doesn't include hot dogs and sodas. So, I'm telling you that that's a real deal. So I would check that out. I did want to bring up trivia here. Who do you think is the Brewers' leading player in war so far this year? 
Any guesses from anyone? I'll tell you who it is. It is, again, William Contreras. William Contreras leads this team in war. Does that surprise you? I guess if you think of it, about the position advantage you get for catcher, his OPS plus is 107 at the catcher spot. Defense has been really good. No, it doesn't surprise me. But the fact that he ended up moving there to number one, it kind of surprised me. So just monitoring that. Wade Miley's number two. I think that's something with a one war. Right, seeing that. And then Christian Yelch, 0.7 with Willie Adamas. Garrett Mitchell's at 0.7. We're hoping we get Woodruff back soon. Right, that's kind of what we're looking for. But we're we're just waiting on that. Injury-wise, it sounds like Mitchell, unfortunately, is going to be out for the rest of the year. That was something I was monitoring. Uh, The shoulder surgery ended up being successful. But rest of the year... Right, it seemed pretty severe. It was a torn labrum. Like I, I didn't think we were getting Mitchell back after right hearing kind of the diagnosis. But really rooting for him, hoping for a big year next year from Garrett Mitchell. So the Brewer season prediction challenge. You might be wondering, what am I predicting? Looking at starts wise, we're probably going to get Burns for only a start this week. Might get Peralta for two. Peralta and Lauer might be going for two. I like that, and I like the Brewers this week against the the Royals. I think that's going to be a really good spot. Look, LA's been playing hot. They were Team of the Week last week. Right? On, on Atri Sports Crew social media, you'll see Team of the Week. Even on YouTube Shorts, Drew's Sports Crew, you'll see it. Dodgers were Team of the Week last week. They've been playing while swinging a hot bat. So, highlighting that. I got Brewers going four and two. I do think the Brewers sweep the Royals. Look, we haven't gotten a lot of sweeps. We got that sweep against the Mets earlier in the year. Let's get a sweep Friday through Sunday. But then I'm monitoring, right? The Freddie Peralta game. I'm, we're not exactly sure where he's slated to pitch right now because of how the bullpen's the rotation itself has gotten shaken up. Right? We we've seen of course, Hauser pitching today kind of throws off the the problem of pitchers, but monitoring what we're kind of looking at tomorrow, it looks like we have Freddie Peralta tomorrow. So, and again, I'll be at the game. So, Brewers winning tomorrow. I do think they drop the next two against LA. I do have them sweeping the Royals, meaning a four and two week in week seven of Milwaukee Brewers baseball is what I have. So, uh, that's where I'm at. This upcoming week, four and two. Right, we'll take that week. Had them three and three last week. Hoping for a four and two this week. I think it's a good good spot in the prediction. But that's that's all I got here. Right. Brewers are gonna go four and two this week. The Bucks are hiring Nick Nurse. Those are the two takeaways tonight. Um, but again, I want to thank you all here for listening. I'll be back Tuesday, 415 with Zach Rouse, Jared Velosky for an episode of Journey to Million. You bet. And then remember. I'll be keeping post on the schedule, right? Some college athlete stuff coming in. I'll have some EWC sports playoff content coming in. So keep all of that in mind at Drew Sports Crew, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok, Drew Sports Crew on YouTube for all of that engaging, fun content. You can comment on, let me know what you think on it, right? 
that's going to wrap it up here for myself, Drew Skyberg, here on this Sunday night. Thank you all for listening to another episode of Drew's Sports Crew, the perfect podcast for you.